This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to another episode of the number one AFC Wimbledon podcast, The Wombles Had a Dream. My name is Lee Finch, and, and as ever, I am joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Danny, how are we? We good? I'm abs- Apart from being, I got absolutely drenched today, refereeing a football game. It was absolutely brilliant, 3-2, um, absolute carnage. Um, but a couple of shout-outs today, if that's all right. Mum's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, birthday Mum. And my, and my brilliant mate, Paul, who's not a Wimbledon fan, he's a Palace fan, but you can't hold it against him. Mm. He's had a horrible couple of years, bless him. But they had a, their little baby girl yesterday, Willow. So I'm just going to give them both a little shout out. Bless them. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it was absolutely, it was our kids' last game of football today, um, which is a shame because we move on to rugby and then all the kids are like, oh my God, it's starts getting cold and dark and the rugby balls <laughs> come out. But it was absolutely soaking wet. But apparently you've had a bit of a mental week. What's been going on? I oh, know, just me, me cab broke down. It Well, not broke down, the key broke in the, the cab, so I had to wait for a new key to come out. The little one's been ill, you know. It, it happens when you have little kids, they just get ill all the time. He's at nursery, so he just comes home with a bug pretty much every week, and then he's at that age where he just just doesn't stop because he's ill. If you move How old away is he? From, he's two. Oh, mate, I've got so, this one to come. I'm six months behind you probably. And he's started talking, not just started talking, but he's putting sentences together now. So you you get get up and he's like, Daddy, no. And he calls me Mummy Daddy for some reason as well, which <laughs> my missus thinks is hilarious. He starts calling me Mummy Daddy. Right, but do you know what I mean? It's not fun, but yeah, kids, eh? Why do we have Right, that? so big chat in the office. Question, which month of the year is the best for sport? What is the month in the year when you're like, do you know what? Always like, what is, how, talk me through your year plan of like, look forward to that. Worry about that. Look forward to that. Talk me through your like, your year. 
Well, it's it's all football because we don't. I don't. You know, people say about years go on next year. I we I say season. So already so, your your whole world is like football August yeah. to May. So yeah, no, even like my miss be like, oh, we going on holiday, and I go, well, next season hopefully going on holiday. You know, you know what I mean? I don't even talk in years. I just talk in seasons. And oh, then yeah. say to her, we, well, now we have to go on holiday during the school holidays, obviously, so it's double expensive. But I, the the one for me is August is massive because obviously August start is massive. Say, and and, and the build-up in it of waiting and waiting and, and waiting. The fixture release day as well is quite nice because you're good trying to plan. You're putting in, I'm putting my permission slips in quite early doors, saying, right, well, I'm going Carlisle or whatever or in our league. So I'm going Bradford. I'm going this one, this one. I end up, that is a fun day when you start basically trying to plan your whole world and you yeah. realise, oh dear, I'm married, I've got kids. Yeah, maybe not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got eight, eight away games. So I'm going to two. <laughs> She'll go, oh, remember we've got like a barbecue or party. Uh, so, well, no, I can't. It's uh, Salford away that day. Yeah. And she's, like, she's like, no, no, we've got, we got barbecue. And August is good as long as we you get a good away day, first or second week. So like a yeah, seaside. Yeah. You want a seaside town. You want Morecambe, didn't you? Like early yeah, in August, because nice weather. You get a load up there, a few hot donuts, cockles on the beach. I mean, and then the other one for me is Christmas. I love Christmas calendar. I love the football calendar at Christmas. Do you? Yeah. I just think there's, I just think for, for me, I think there's, I personally would have a one week Christmas break. I feel like every, I mean, they talk about this year, Chelsea Wolves is on Christmas Eve. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, boxer. I like, I guess for me, I like the idea of Boxing Day matches. I would be tempted to have the week before of Christmas off and then come back on Boxing Day. Christmas. And it's Boxing Day 29th, 1st. You build it up, whereas the the whole thing before, I think, is chaos. Christmas Eve is a ridiculous... Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be playing on them days. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right? So especially Christmas Eve, people kept travelling up and down the country. They've got like get to Wolves on Christmas Eve, which, what, is an 8 o'clock kickoff. I mean, do you, do you think it's fair to do Boxing Day? Yes, I do. I think. It's I mean, brilliant. I love it, and I know it's. Been I I don't sometimes. I I hardly go to Wimbledon on Boxing Day because there's no trains. Yeah, that, well, that's and the reason why I bring it up. There's no trains from where I live down. And last to year we had Newport County at home, and I don't be in them. And I don't go. I, I I'd rather not drive on Boxing Day because everyone's out doing the Christmas sales and everything. So I go watch a local game on Boxing Day normally, and you, normally there's usually good extra two or three hundred people at a boxing day game. So it's good for the local clubs. I I I think Boxing Day football is brilliant. But I'm one of these people that I, I love football and watch every level. Like the other week I've got I can I can get German uh league free on my computer and I'm sitting there watching MSV Duisburg play Sanderhausen or something. I love it. I think you can't get you have to get more football in the box, mate. But so you've got you like August and December. Is there any other like sporting events that go on that allow you? Because for me, Christmas as well. Yeah, you got the darts. I used to love January. You know, what? I used to really like the BDO darts. No, nah, it's awful. Darts. I used to I used to think that was brilliant. And then I quite I quite like the May, and the reason why I like May is I like the idea of playoffs. Cricket season starting. Um, I quite like. So, well, no, April's normally the, the crucible, the snooker. I do like the snooker. Um, but then again, it's difficult because I also quite like January, February. Cause you've got Six Nations, which I think I personally think the Six Nations is the best comp- uh, sport competition. I really do. I think it's absolutely mustard. Rubbish. I, I think you know. I think it is, mate. I think it's absolutely wicked. 
England play Scotland, play Wales, play Ireland, all those, the massive rivalries every single year. And everyone loves it. I just think it's a wicked competition. Oh. So what, if I'm if I'm on my own, the, the dead rubber years, by the way, dead rubber months for me, June, not interested as a sport in general. You might get an Olympics in there, maybe a world title fight. But in general, June is kind of dead to me. Well, World Cup. Well, well, be, well, yeah, maybe. But again, that's more, I always feel that's more sort of July. You're moving into sort of July. I feel like July is the start of the build-up. But the thing with July, I get agitated because I'm like, I just want to get on watching Wimbledon. I want to get on watching the football. I don't do pre-season games. The cricket I'm, who I'm normally playing, it's boiling hot. But I, I guess you've got summer holidays. So you have to like even it up. If, um, for me, pre-season is only good if you're doing a uh, tour abroad. And not Benidorm, like like when we went to Germany, that was unbelievable, and that was good preseason. But I get what you mean. Like February for me is a bit February March. Are I mean, obviously the football's months. good, but it's kind of February you know. March are rubbish months because you've got the winter pitches. Do you know what I mean? February March, it's awful. There's always There's, a waterlogged game here and there, and there. A lot of games get postponed and stuff, and then obviously April it starts kicking off for the playoffs, and pit teams either come through or drop out and relegation is quite spicy especially with us the last few years uh, but yeah literally every result revolves around football for me I love it love football could watch it I love, just love watching I love watching lower lower level football though really to be fair we're talking about lower level football there we oh, go good one. here we go cheers thank you very much um, Cheltenham talk to me uh, Paul with Cheltenham I said to you before didn't I on the pod last week this would be a little bit of a mark like see where we are see, yeah, where, yeah. see where we're at there they they reminded me of us last year. Uh, they've got old players who have come just for their last pay paydays. Curtis Davies, what are you doing? We well, was on TV the next day. The next day, I saw that. I was, like, I was, like, I was yeah, I was absolutely certainly played against us. I said, and I looked, I said he, he played against old, us didn't this he? day. Yeah, on, he got um, absolute skin, even by Bugle. And they didn't help. I mean, they played three at the back, and I was like, "Oh, this is a bad idea with Bugle." And, and then, and then all of a sudden, Elliot Hammady started like pegging it everywhere, and Davies was like. No, I don't like this very much. Yeah, no. they. I felt. I genuinely felt we played really, really. I felt we played really, really well. We got the ball down, tried to play it. But my God, I thought they were tactically really naive. Yeah, really bad. It was, been... I thought the three-four-three. I thought was a really rubbish. Weird, because I swear they've been playing four-three-three before us, and then they changed it on that game. But I didn't know their manager's the ex Bristol uh, Rovers manager. Yeah, yeah I always Clark, rated yeah. him, but he's yeah. the one who lost his daughter. Not I think sure. he lost his. Yeah, he lost his daughter when he was at Port Vale. I know he was at Bristol Rovers, and yeah, he he done okay at, at Bristol Rovers. He was at but, Port Vale, yeah. But I thought Pierce they came were in. Port, they, they were, yeah, Pierce, and and he, I and he, he had a really all, good game. Yeah, I think he did all right. He was. I think the thing with him is because they didn't try and stretch the game. No, they and again, as we said before with Pierce, um, as I said, I would only be playing him. I was. I won't lie. I, I felt if you're going to play ninety minutes, I thought Callum Bay would have played over Pierce, but. He kept the game in front of him. He was it was a defending game, and he he wasn't particularly moved about. Mm. Um, don't know where was Johnson. No idea, and he he was on. Because he's not cup tied, is he? Because again, he, that was he, in touch, wasn't it? Oh. Lewis and Lemony Lemony Evans playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said that, that tells you all that, you need to know. Doesn't that's it? why I said, yeah, they can't can't be looking to be recalled on now because uh, they've been allowed to play. But yeah, Johnson, Tuesday against Palace, he was on uh, the, the, the TV thing about four people watch. So I don't know why they didn't announce if he was injured or if he was suspended 
I'm not sure, which is annoying because it doesn't, you know what I mean? Because on the Friday, Johnny Jackson says, this is where I get my frustrations. Johnny yeah. Jackson said, we've got a 100% fit squad. And then on the Saturday, we've we've got Nerfield and and what's his name? Johnson, not in it at all. Uh, but Pierce come in, I thought he had a really good game. Biller looked the player that we'd been talking about previously. We were saying, he makes some such people, a difference. Some people were saying he looked a bit off it. Do you know what I mean? Like he, his pace might have gone because of the injury. Oh, I think he was magnificent. No, but previously when he's come on and stuff, he hasn't got into the games as much. But where he started, he was excellent. Him and Curry were just excellent. Oh, him and Curry, the difference they make is mental. Like if you think about it, right, the comparison between Biller and Curry and how far up they get. The fact as well, by the way, Biller's crossing is brilliant. Yep. He also is happy not to, you know, when and it's the interesting thing for me is a Gondi, when you go down the line and not cross with his right foot, you check back and then pass it. Biller checks back, whips it in with his left foot. I just think them two, the difference that they make going forward and going back, I, I, I thought they were terrific. It was also a really good game for like key things like Tilly getting back in the goals yep. looked decent. Great goal. Alhamadi. Yeah, Alhamadi took a really good goal. Davison playing for a bit of time with Alhamadi was although it, it was a bit frustrating when I look back at that, I can understand why he gave him some game time together. I thought that was a really sensible decision from Jackson to kind of go, okay, well at the moment, because we've we've been talking about it a lot, haven't we? Bugiel with Pell interchange, Hamadi with Davison interchange. We haven't had much Davison with uh, Hamadi. Yeah. So to see that combination, I thought was quite interesting. Um, and I also thought, what's his name? Lemony Evans was 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 decent from our angle. I thought the goal was an absolute blockbuster. But when you actually see it from a different angle, it was a decent strike. I felt like the keeper probably could have saved it really, but. I thought, again, he looked useful. I thought he was definitely someone that adds genuine competition on one of them flanks. No, I agree. I've had this conversation with a mate of mine who said that he's a great signer. I said, you can't be a good signing if you've only played one and a half games since you signed. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts again on Saturday and plays really, really well, which, yeah, is good, but he needs to be doing it more often. It's one of my things with Nerfield. I love Nerfield. His attitude's spot on. I think he gets up and down well, but... He doesn't score. He hasn't scored a goal like that since preseason. Do you know what I mean? He, and and Lemony Evans could have had a couple of goals on Saturday. I yeah, think he definitely could. Have one done. of the points on the debrief was that some of the players started getting greedy. Once we were five nil up, yeah. Tilly, there's a couple of times he could have passed to Ali or Evans. Evans was cutting in, but maybe that's what they were told. And you know what it's like when you're playing a team like that and you're playing on that kind of thing. Everyone wants to get a goal. Everyone wants to yeah. score. Tilly was on for a hat trick. And there was more goals to be had. That could we could have got off that pitch eight one. But did you know the rule on the penalty? Because at the time I was really yes. confused. And some people have said yes, they did. Yeah, I didn't have a clue because I one I thought Bass maybe got a touch to it. But, I think that was the. I think that was what the referee went over to the linesman about, or the referee's assistant, just to check to see. Look, did did any, did anyone touch it? That's what it. Came, that's what it looked like. Because my boy from, knew. From I was like, he was like, no, Dad, because it came straight off the. Post, no one else has touched it. Can't be a thing. I said, I swore I've seen people hit off the post before and then touch them in, but no, not not, not direct. He's got to touch something. Yeah. And again, so... I, did, I didn't really see much of the foul. I mean, I thought a 5 2 would have been rubbish. That would have been a serious misjustice. Do you remember the last time we got five, by the way? Did you go? Where was it? Berry at home, apparently. No. We got five. Um, that was Tom Elliott back in those sort of days. Um, that was back at Kings Meadow. Do you remember, I think it was that period where we played Berry like 
three times in four games or something daft. But we played them, replay, played them. Would would you have it down? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And we battered them away from home as well, didn't we? Um, Do you you think we we just played really, really well or Cheltenham were just really bad or we made Cheltenham look really bad? Because I thought some of our movement, some of our passing and the goals that we scored was just excellent on Saturday. I thought it was just all over the park. And you think about Armani Little had an absolute pile driver hit the bar. Um, I, I, I thought we played well. I'm not saying, by the way, that Cheltenham were anything but poorish, but I, I just feel we, I, to be honest, from my perspective, I just think they played the wrong game completely. I think they played the wrong game. You think about it, they played 3-4-3 three, three, and we're a team with two quick wingers. Mental. Absolutely bonkers they were. Um, so I, I, for me, I just feel like they kind of played the wrong game, Cheltenham. I thought we were really, really good. Um but, but again, though, what's been interesting, the fan base has been frustrated as have we. And again, oh, oh, I was frustrated I just... on Saturday. I said on the thing that you can't be overly critical of the team because I thought we no. played well. But I was frustrated with Jackson because I said to my boy, he made a good sub on 60th minute, Davison coming on for Bugel. So I thought that's fair play. Give Davison another, like, do you know what I mean, yeah. 30 minutes. That's good. But on 75th minute, when we're five new up, I said to my boy, he's got to be bringing on more subs. There's it's ball on the bench. changes, isn't it? Just bring up, yeah. I would have brought Kai Jennings on with yep. 15, 20, 25 minutes to go. Sorry. Yeah, 100%. Because I know he's a young kid and we don't, but we're five new up. And then someone on the debrief said, Oh, is it because he's so scared that that would have gone back to five or something? Well, you Can't don't have these, you don't have these people on the bench if you're worried that, do you know what I mean? At, at five nil, that's the reason why you have these kids on the bench is because if you can go five nil up with 25 minutes to go, you then go, Here you go, you get 25 minutes at the first team. I, I it was good that he got the minutes, this the, the Jennings, because I, I don't know too much about he got, him. On Saturday, he got literally 90 seconds. Yeah, and apparently he is absolute mustard, this kid. He's our underrated really? captain. Yeah, he's apparently he's going to be the real deal as well. He's the next one. Where does he play? About. Um, centre midfield, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, no, but I have been right. told like this kid is going to be... Yeah, really yeah my special. mate's an agent and he's heard about him already. Yeah, so... But I would have given more minutes. I would have definitely give Ball more minutes. And you've got Reeves and Little, who are instrumental to our team at the moment. You do not want them getting injured. Do you know what I mean? They looked, Little looked tired. I would have took Reeves. I know he's your captain, but I would have given Pierce the armband and said, Reeves, here you go, off you go. I think most of the fan base would have gone, oh, we yeah, well played. Brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And then bring Ball on, bring uh, Sasser. I would have took uh, Ali off and put Sasser up front with Davison just to have we, a look at we it. We were literally going we, from. I was, I'm with Venus and my dad and from 70 minutes we're like put Sasso up front put Sasso up front put Sasso up front just to kind of give him the chance to play somewhere different just to say look do we have and for me it's a really big point because in when January comes there's an opportunity to people come in come out but we got we know people are circling around Ali Alhamadi we know this having Sasu could potentially be someone that we might go okay you know what? We don't need to buy a backup striker because I still feel like realistically, if we're going to be playoffs, we need another striker. We've been speaking about it every week. And obviously, Lakin goes back potentially to Burton. We get, we've got Sasu. So maybe we swap Lakin for a forward, which would make sense. If you bring Morgan Williams back into the picture, that would make sense. But I was just really baffled with, with the substitutions in particular. Agreed. Still frustrated as well with, we're miles up. Why are we? Why can't Tilly go to the other wing? Like, I, I just felt like we really 
And again, moving, sort of drifting very briefly into Palace. I know it's difficult for many people to see it. But again, why the bloody hell is Al Hamadi playing? Why are, Why on earth is he getting any minutes? Why are we getting this lad on the pitch? Like, he is literally, our, as you said, he is our season. He's our best player. He was good again on Saturday. Why is it? Why does he need to come on the pitch for 30 minutes against Palace kids? See, I'll... I, don't I'll my, I said on a debrief regarding Saturday, regarding Cheltenham, is uh, it ain't solely on Jackson, though, because what's Skiverton and Turvey saying? Do you know what I mean? In 75th minute, are they saying, look, Gaffer, look, let, let's get... Nah, it's, you, no, you can't have that. It's, it's, Jackson is the manager. He is the he manager, is, but you've got to have He is the one who has... Yeah, but, but we don't know if whether he did yeah, or not. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, going on to Palace and Ali, I don't get that at all, because if he got booked against Palace... He serves. I know he serves a suspension if he gets booked. Next game, he, I don't know if he got booked in that game. Would he have served a suspension against Palace? Uh, against sorry, against Doncaster. Because a hundred percent, he's starting against Doncaster, and a hundred percent, he's going to get booked. Because he gets booked, he gets a suspended one suspension game, which means he's away for the MK game anyway. So he'll serve that for that. But is that right though, or is it games that you're eligible to play? I'd say I, I I thought that was a rule as well, but someone said if he gets booked against Doncaster, he'll miss the MK game. Which right, well won't. that that would make per- he should absolutely do a proper John Terry to hold on for a ball for but ages. Get I agree with you. On. Why why was he? I know you've got to play a certain amount of players, or you got to have them. I don't know if you you have to have them in the squad or if they have to play. off. we've we've talked about this every yeah, year. On the, it's it's we unclear but... about the rule, but. I don't get why he's playing. I'd, I'd, I, I would. I genuinely, with our squad, I'll take the fine. Do you know what? I'm absolutely you know what annoyed me on Tuesday, frustrated me, is what? why we're playing Lakin. Who would you have played instead of Lakin now? Kai Jennings. Okay, but but we don't know where he plays, do we? Well, he's. A, I, I understand he's a midfielder, but why? Why are we playing Lakin and not one of our own players? I guess from their Lakin's going back in January. Well, we think so, but at the same time... I can't see, he ain't been playing, mate. He ain't getting even in the squads. Well, he might not be, but at least with, with now, for me, at least he gets the opportunity to, to... We actually go, okay, you've got some game time. He also gives the opportunity for people to have a rest. But again, and it, we're kind of drifting into conversation after the, our little breather, but see, see on, why is on Reeves Tuesday, going on the pitch? Why is on, Reeves yeah. even getting on the pitch? On like, Tuesday, Kai why? Jennings came on for... And that, that was another one. Tilly played. Like, Tilly started... I mean, we, we spoke about it on Saturday and we were like, if you needed to pick a number of players who, I think it was 75% of the games they've played or whoever started the last game, I was like, okay, Ogondir, Curry, them two definitely. Lee Brown had to play, which made sense. Callum Bailly would have played for me, but yep. which he, which he, but he didn't start the other game. I would have played Nerfil. I think he'd have been fine as a starter. Bugiel, I'd have played him. And I'd have played Davison because, but we weren't sure whether he'd be eligible or not. Um, but I just, I just again, like I said, I don't want to be. We've sounded a bit negative, and again, it will come into the conversation we have next. But it was a good result in the competition. The competition for me is, it, it's not particularly important until we get to the last eight, if you like. So it, the, the the regional semi-finals, but it's, I guess it's a bit of money here and there. And... It's important for me because we get, it used to be 10 grand a win. Yeah, but what yeah. is it now though? I, I think I think it's around about that figure. I, I swear someone said about nine grand for the win yesterday. I'm not 100% sure again on that, but it, we get money every time we win a game in that competition. 
we were at home yesterday. That means I, my funny thing about that game is that we charged more for the uh, the Giants pay for the uh, Bristol Rovers Motor uh, Cup than yeah. we did for the FA Cup. But I oh, thought really? the, the pricing for the FA Cup was absolutely spot on. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was busier than I thought it was going to be. But make the uh, Bristol Motors Cup 10 and 5 as well. Do you know what I mean? It don't need to be 15 quid. But we're not trying to be negative, but it's just frustrations that we have regarding the subs. I, I just think it's they're all wrong at the moment and it could see us getting into potential trouble down the yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it'd be easy just to sit here and go with one, isn't it great, isn't it great? But from an analytical point of view, it is a trend of Jackson's. And we will talk about this again, like I said, briefly. Um, Ramsgate then, next round. That's a right. How was your yes-no game? Because Wimbledon are getting drawn late, by the way. She actually had Ramsgate in her hand uh, for the home draw, and then she dropped them. Did she? Yeah, she dropped it by mistake and then picked up. Go on, girl. Uh, but uh, I was chuffed to bits with that draw. I, was, I think, I, honestly, I was chuffed to bits. I spoke to my dad. I was like, I don't think there could have been a better draw. I mean, well, Ramsgate, the only problem will be is is how how many people will get there. But you'd think round two, going into round three... Ramsgate will like, bring a lot. You, well, well, I don't know what a lot is, but you'd like to think that they could do four, three, four hundred maybe in the back behind the goal. See, I, I hate Ramsgate. I hate them with passion. Because the time we went down there in the league and they steamed into a lot of Wimbledon fans and started loads of fights... See, this is I, – I, do you know what? I'm really glad you said that because I'm certain I chatted to Dan on the way to Morecambe and we were trying to guess where the game was where there was a bar, all everyone was having a drink, and these guys came in and started going, that, oh. That was Herne Bay. Herne Bay. That was Herne Bay. We've had it twice in Kent. I thought Rams- it was Ramsgate. No, Ramsgate was on the terrace. Ramsgate, we got in quite late on the terrace, and then we looked to the left and we were like, bit weird there's about 50 geezers out here they're not women like this i thought oh it's a bit busy here and they're not women fans. as soon as the game kicked off they just steamed in hitting everyone that was in their path do you know what i mean i had my ex-wife with me at the time and i think i had my baby in the uh, baby carrier my boy jack he's fought in there and we i had to make sure she got all right one of the guys got kicked in the nuts and injured quite badly uh one of our other mates was proper bashing their, their Ramsgate fans up. And it was it was a really nasty day. It was really bad weather, cloudy, rainy. And it was really, really not. They were really nasty down in Ramsgate. And and I think even uh, Ray Arnfield, Kent one, will back me up on this because I think he put it on their thing. Ever since that day, I'd never wanted to play them again, really, because they were absolute scumbags. But a couple of my mates really wanted it to be away. They weren't, they weren't there then. They were too young to remember that kind of day and what happened. But I wanted it to be a right away a because it would have been a nice seaside resort. Their weather spoons right on the beach is meant to be quite nice. I know it's a weather spoons, but it's meant to be really not like old school, nice on the beach. Uh, but yeah, I was, you get the lowest ranked team at home. We've just dispatched a League One team quite easy. I think we'll we'll do these. We should readily do these with ease. And, and it's a massive game. It is massive because you beat them, you're in round three. You get Newcastle, you get Man City, you get Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's also for us, particularly with our home hoodoo bits and worries, it could be beating Cheltenham, beating Ramsgate, beating Tranmere. All of a sudden, our kind of home, we, we, we could potentially have won, I don't know, three out of five, three out of six. And now it that home record isn't as daunting. But... A, a really, really good, a decent cup game, a good draw. TV? No, not for me, because of the other games that were on. 
if it was away, if it was away to the lowest ranked team, I think then, we would probably be on yeah. the TV on a Friday night or something, something stupid. But I don't think it would be on TV because the other draw, I think someone's said about the other draws the other day, you got like Orient are going somewhere. I can't remember the full draw, but there were Chesterfield, that's it. Chesterfield versus Orient could be one. You've got a few on there that you think they might go for. They might even just go for Wrexham because of the, the do you know what I mean? The, the fairy tale yeah, that yeah, is at enough. the moment. Everyone keeps but saying what, about Wrexham. I mean, what, what an opportunity to get into round... Um... Oh, mate, if we get round three and you say we draw Man U at home, you're in round four. Do you know what I mean? Because I fancy us to beat Man U at the moment. Do you know what I mean? That's what you've got to be looking at. You've got to be looking at going, if we can get Man U at home, that we could we could do them at the moment, the Formula in and where they are at the moment as a club. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, you get a Newcastle away, you think, oh God, that's a long old journey. But you've got to think about the money that we'd make from it. Do you know what I mean? It's another thing. We we don't budget for the cups. And yeah, we got we had Cheltenham at home, which is a good draw if you, now. And Ramsgate I mean, was a great I mean, team. at the time, let's be honest, Cheltenham, we were like, oh, I don't know. But now Ramsgate, I mean, that's a mate, great opportunity for us. Really good. So, yeah, delighted with, with our week's work. That's it. I was, yeah, I was quite happy it weren't away because, yeah, they were scumbags. And Herne Bay was the other one when we were in the bar and then they all come steaming up the road. I, so I remember nasty. going to that, but I don't remember it being Herne Bay. It was definitely Herne, but we scored last minute. Scored last minute. When minute. I'll have to yeah. spit the dance if he remembers it. It, it was Herne Bay, but yeah, it was because uh, the other one was Wallingford, weren't it? Where they all the yeah, Oxford fans was... steamed in the bar. Oh, I remember that was but, terrible. Yeah. Right, we'll move on. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be discussing AFC women and managers and ranking them uh, one, two, three. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing AFC Women and Managers uh, and kind of ranking them uh, best managers, maybe do what we did with the players from one to three. Uh, so what AFC Women and Managers, we started with Terry Eames. Yeah. So Nick. my first question was you, is can you go Can you go through them? So you've got yeah. Terry Eames, then... Nicky English. Yeah. Uh, then we had Dave Anderson. Yeah. Uh, Terry Burton. No, not Terry Burton. Terry... Terry Brown. Terry Brown. Yeah. I can't forget Terry Brown, legend. Terry Brown, then we had New Ardley. I mean, yeah, if you don't class Simon Bassey. He was only, if we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, one game did he win him, wasn't it? Interim. He was interim yeah. manager. Then we had New Ardley. New Ardley. Then uh, Robinson. No. No? Who was after New Ardley? After Ardley was um, Wally Downs, wasn't it? Yes, you're right. Sorry. Yes, Wally Downs. Then. Uh, Robinson, what be no. Bowen? No. Oh, Glenn Hodges. Glenn Hodges. And then, then after Glenn Hodges, you had Robinson. Robinson. Then we had. Then you had you class Mar- Bowen. He was an interim manager again. Only had seven uh, games. I think you probably could. I mean, the fact that he was kind of managed team for a brief period of time, I think you'd have to kind of man. Yeah, you'd have to say yes, I guess. And then obviously Johnny Jackson. Yes. So straight off the bat. Just from a bloke perspective, who's your favourite? Don't take well, away I'm, football. I'm, I'm who did really you? Got, I've got. Like? I go. I've got three that I really like. Okay, go on then. So Dave, tell me, tell me who you liked. Dave Anderson. Yeah. Love Dave Anderson. Okay. Proper, yeah, proper man's man. Big Northern Irish guy. Proper told it how it is. 
uh, came in, done a done a decent job. Should should do a decent job at that level as well. To be fair, yeah, he should do. Yeah, uh, liked him as soon as he came in. Uh, I did want him out at one point. I didn't. I thought he'd gone as far as he could. He sat me down in a bar and talked to me about the reasons why he did things and stuff. And I thought I appreciate wow. that. Yeah, wow. me and him had a really good conversation in a bar. And I like Dave. I thought he was really good. He's come on the pod when we first started the podcast. He he was, I think, our first ever proper I remember. guest yeah. that we had. Uh, so if everyone wants to listen to that, that is on there. But yeah, Dave Anderson, absolute legend. Loved him when he when he came on. He's what we needed at that time to kind of make us. I know we were still semi-pro, but a bit more professional as a semi-pro club. Do you know what I mean? Because there was talks in the CCL days of stuff that coach companies would not take our, take us to games because of really some of the stuff that was going on in the coaches, yeah. Because, like what? Like just getting absolutely steaming drunk. Oh, our, and, our lot. Yeah, our players, yeah, doing whatever they wanted kind of thing. So Dave Anderson was a proper non-league manager who came in and kind of, yeah, sorted it out, really. Yeah. Uh, Terry Brown. Yeah, I think he's Terry Brown's probably the best manager we've had. As that in, was gonna be my, that was going to be my second question, but where we got him from, uh, his CV at the time, he'd done really well. All the shot, do you know what I mean? It was a no brainer. I think Sam Elliott was writing for the non league paper then and said, if We don't get Terry Brown, it's like that's a tragedy, really. Which we did, we end up getting Terry Brown. I think he'd done marvelous for us, yeah, he was great, great. stuff. He knew non league, like the back of his hand, like, like from conference. Dave Anderson thing was. He, he had his level where Terry yeah. Brown was then. I think every year we've we've always stepped up every time we've had a new manager in the yeah. non-league days. We kind of stepped up. Yeah. You know and it's I mean? interesting Dave took us to a level. Terry Brown then took us to a level. It was interesting because each manager as well, when they left, I was quite surprised. Like, oh, right. Like Terry Eames thinking, oh, I was quite surprised. And obviously you had Nicky English and he was sort of more of an interim, really, Nicky English than an actual full-time manager from my perspective. Um, bizarrely, I, he was actually my my coach when I was at Chipstead when I was younger um, didn't really get on with him unfortunately barely played um, well got but yeah go on you got so Terry Brown and who's the other one Neil Hardley oh really took us took us up took us to the promised land after Wembley uh, up to League One uh, he brought in Lyle Taylor yeah. do you know what I mean uh Played at Wembley, won a Wembley playoff. I know I said promise them, but you could think the non-league with Terry Brown done that. But that was at the City of Manchester Stadium. It always irks yeah, me a little bit that we played yeah, there instead of Wembley. But winning a playoff final at Wembley with a boyhood hero as the manager. And as I said, I think at that time where we came from, the Cardiff youth team, could he really do it as a first team manager? And I think he had his flaws. Don't get it wrong, Neil Hardley. He did have his flaws as a manager. Uh, very similar to probably our manager now, really, regarding yeah, subs and stuff. I agree with that, yeah. But he was a, he's a, he was a Wimbledon FC legend. He he was one of my boyhood heroes, and it didn't foul for him. He got us promoted. Do you know what I mean? And when where we went on that run and the Atkinson game and stuff that he did for us, I thought, yeah, he, he's up there. Isn't it, do you know what? It's a really interesting one with him because I do feel like he's kind of found his level. I feel like. We had him and he was League Two. He got the gig. I don't think he gets any other job in the country in the Football League but us. Yep. My, and this is me being humble I don't agree. about it. As a as a bloke, he's 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 one of my favourites, if you like. He would be in my in my top three. He's not he's not my number one, but no. I, I, I kind of felt like he wouldn't have got another gig and now he's at York. He was at Solihull. He's kind of been done a good job at Solihull though. 
He did. Yeah, but he's as I said, I think you're it. right with regards to the level. I think, I think you know, football's about levels and maybe the game's moved on a bit or maybe there's some other guys who have come in. But I I would be surprised if he got another football league gig. Unless they get promoted. If they get promoted, then um, York or someone else in fine. No, but York are, York are at the bottom end, aren't they? Struggling. And the thing about Terry Brown that really upsets me, going back to Terry Brown, is that he didn't, he could, he he found his level at the conference, yeah, and he couldn't do it in the football league. We struggled no, in the football league. Agreed. And, uh, it I was a real. Did he, did he manage a lot in the football league? No, I don't think he did. I don't know whether or not he, he went up with all the shot. No, I, I, if they did, they went straight back down. I think, but yeah. it was it was heartbreaking after that Torquay game when he was going around the pitch clapping and uh, and you that knew was his that last was game was it? I thought the last game he had. I thought it was, was Torquay. No, I thought it was Coventry in the Cup. I thought it was Torquay on a Tuesday night, Terry Brown. I thought it was, I thought it was um, could Coventry be. midweek. The game when I thought that his last game, and again, I could be completely wrong, but I always thought his last game was Coventry in the Cup and Seb Brown had to play because Ross Warner was late. Was that? Yeah. I, no, I, I, thought felt it was, that. I thought, well, he, I know at one point he walked around Torquay and he was... He just looked broken because uh, he knew his time was up. And I think Neil Wadley's time for me was Haringey when I went yeah, to Haringey. Well, we, look, we we won that game one nil when he was yeah. gone by the morning. And who scored? Uh, Pinnock. Mitch Pinnock, Pinnock. And that was scored. a lucky goal, wasn't it, as well? Oh, it was pouring down. It was, that's one oh, we could have talked to last about Weber last week. Uh, oh, my, uh, my, my dear, not disappointment as in disappointing manager. And he, he fouled and done really bad because I don't think we've ever had a manager who's done bad. Do you know what I mean? You could people would say Robbo, because Wally Downs come in, he'd done the great escape, was a class manager, probably would have been in charge a bit longer if he hadn't been done for the betting stuff. Uh Glenn Rogers was poor, I thought, but the well one... done you, yeah. Following a home defeat to Torquay. It was Torquay, I thought it was. Great so, shout. Yeah. I thought it was Coventry. No, it was Torquay. Yeah, I remember done. that. Yeah. And uh my my biggest disappointment, and I wish it had worked well for him because he was a Wimbledon legend. Yeah, is Robbo, Mark Robinson. He he is my favourite, and I know it's a bit bold, but the for me the bloke was the antithesis of everything we wanted to be as a club. He brought the guys up, he'd done it, and everything he was trying to do. I really believed it. Apart from the rubbish substitute, what did he call them? Finishers. Yeah, that was rubbish. See, for, so that was a letdown. But as a bloke, I remember going to meet the manager. I thought, what a great fella. I totally and utterly get where he's at. The fact that he coaches at Chelsea now and does a good job. I personally feel like League One was just a step too much for him. Early doors. I think he would have... If he was our manager now, I think we'd be buzzing. I think for me, as a bloke... Be, wrong place, wrong time at the moment. I'm as a bloke, as a person... Yeah, the best, the best. You could chat to him in the bar for hours about football. Uh, re- I, I, and this is one of the things I said when he got the job. I was really worried about him getting a job because if it didn't work out, we'd lose Mark Robinson, which we, yeah. we have done. And as a bloke, as a person, brilliant. I thought he was really good. He might not say the same about me. I don't, I don't think he he liked me too much because some of the stuff we said on the podcast, it was all. Fair criticism, I, I think, in my point. If you, you're not winning a game in, tw- in 27, you have to be critical. As I said, as a person, as a bloke, brilliant. I think, yeah, unfortunately, you do find levels in football. And his level for me is a top-end 
youth coach, which yeah. is what he's doing now. He's at Chelsea yeah. in their in their youth team, coaching some of the best talent around the world. Like you're coaching million pound players now, not just couple of mil assals, you're coaching twenty million Madukus, whatever they're called. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I I I think fair play to him. He's gone there, he's doing really well. Again, I don't think he would have got a the gig if it weren't Wimbledon and he weren't with us again totally agree he doesn't get a gig anywhere else no uh, yeah as as a yeah and I, and I said that was my only disappointment really it didn't work out for Robbo because I think everyone wanted it to do you know what I mean and, and let's be honest after the first season when he kind of took over from Hodges he did a great job and we had that decent year well not Decent is relative for us. And then we just started that next season and we started a riot and we were like, oh, right, okay. And then we got, once we got to sort of like November, like the wheels just, they just fell off. So so who is, who's the, who was the best? So let me change the word. Who do you think was the most successful? Which manager, when you look back at it, for what they did as a job, starting point, ending point, what they should have achieved, which manager was the most successful and which one punched above their weight? For me, Terry Brown was the most successful. Terry Brown? Yeah. Most successful, I think. Okay. For where we were in non-league to get us... can't remember his, everything that he won for us. Let me try and get it up now. But, yeah, I think he was... Did he win the it, Conference South straight away? It, it would be very hard Did he win us go, the Conference South? I think he, I thought that he might well have done. I thought he, that... He won they, us the Conference South. We won yeah. that in our first year. Yeah. And then we went to the conference. conference. Didn't we have a year in the conference? And then he got us promoted to the football league, beating Luton. So that, win... in the second year of the conference, if that is outrageous, if, if that is the case, yeah, I think that was the case. I think it is. I can't because we went up with Crawley, didn't we? Yeah. So in 2011, Brown led Aversum to the football league for the first time in the club's history. Yeah, and then. Uh, I feel like that's, uh, and I know we always talk about like the big games and stuff, but I, I feel like... So in 2008, everything... he released eight of the promotion winning side. He said he wanted to build a more youthful side that would complete for promotion of the Conference South. He led the team to the Conference South title, resulting in promotion to the Conference North. We had 2009, 2010, then we won it in 2011. So that is some doing going from the conference out, and he released. And particularly as well, there there would there was decent that that the fact that we beat Luton, the fact that Luton were in that league and they didn't go up, and we had Fleetwood who, who had a bit of cash on the hip, and they've obviously the teams that played in that league have gone up and stayed up in the football league. Yeah, and let from and again, I can't speak for your opinions, but when I look at the conference, I feel it's the biggest conference I've ever seen. In terms of the the size of clubs, history of clubs, well, the volume of clubs that have been in the football league and are now not, it it feels like a, a really strong conference this did year. You, did you see the Chesterfield managers' uh, um, uh, interview after the yeah. game when they won one 0 against Portsmouth? Where, where he loves the voice change. Oh, his voice change is brilliant. <laughs> Paul, yeah, Paul Cook. Cook. Paul Cook. Yeah, it's, it's, you just I said to Jack, sit here and watch this and watch it, how many voice changes he has in one interview. It's weird, uh, isn't it? He and he, they were saying one. he was saying about shocks and stuff, and he said it ain't shocks anymore. Conference teams, Chesterfield it's, it's not non-league. Well. It's not non-league anymore. Conference teams, some conference teams are playing more than some teams in the football league. It's unbelievable. Uh, and yeah, I think for us to win the conference, South, win it in a yeah. one in a first year, 
and then go into the conference, have two, three years in the conference and come out of it in the third year. Terry Brown, that is just unreal. The only the only counteract to that is is hardly keeping hardly, again. I, I can't really argue against Brown. What I would say is I thought it was it's pretty remarkable with what we had and the money that we had and stuff for hardly to get us promoted and then keep us up for so long in League One. I thought was really impressive. That's I also I... want to give a real big dop of the cap because the great escape as a single season was outrageous. Yeah. That was fucking mental. Part of my language. I don't swear very often on here, but I've, I, that was bonkers. The, but... the, 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 the kind of momentum that the shift that was created in that one season, I thought the next season he was poor. I thought we were poor and I, I was more than happy for him to go. Actually, I know people kind of get the up about the betting thing, but I think his, his day was, his race was run. He'd done his job and that was that. But my God, that, that one season was, was absolutely, was brilliant. But for me, the sequish said about punching above the weight, it was two of them, Neil Ardley and Wally Downs, because Neil Ardley, we punched above the weight. I know people will say, well, look at the squad now, Tom, Tom, Tom Elliott, Akin Fenwa, Aziz, Lyle Taylor up front. But you think Tom Elliott come from Cambridge where everyone was calling him a donkey when we signed yeah. him. Uh, Lyle Taylor come from Scunthorpe where he was fifth choice striker and, and was barely, he was scoring goal, a few goals in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? We had Akin Fenwa who everyone knew about but said he couldn't yeah. play football. And Aziz, again, who, who no one ever heard of. So I saw you funny. Do you know what I mean? So we had we built a squad on players that had been released or weren't good enough at their clubs and made them into. Do you know what I mean? Millwall were after Leeds, were after Elliot. Do you know what I mean? Taylor went off to Charlton and then off to Forest. Do you know what I mean? That's all down to New Orleans. And then yeah, the great escape was just unbelievable. And again, we signed people like Ramsdale, who no one heard of. He'd been relegated the year before with Chesterfield. Do you know what I mean? So it was a bit of a oh, who is this kid? Everyone knew within about four or five games how good Ramsdale was. But I didn't see him ever going to play for Arsenal or playing in Champions no. League football. And it, that whole that whole period was was mental. So let me change tack. Then we're on to Jackson. Yes. Really bold statement coming. Worst manager we've had. No. Okay. Can you tell me who was worse than him? On on paper and on well, stats just, alone. Tell me. Mark Robinson. Tell me who. Who is the worst? Was Glenn Hodges worse than Glenn Hodges? Jackson, Mark- Glenn Hodges, Mark Robinson. Okay, as if managers we... again, these are not the people because no, no, no. If Robbo ever listens to this, which I don't know if he ever listens to the pod anymore, don't people take it personally? And this is just criticism of his managerial reign, yeah, yeah, the stats no, no. and stuff like that. People, you know what it's like nowadays. Then you say one thing and people just oh, go and, it, and it's such a shame because, like I said, it's just a chat about his football. He's a great bloke. It's, Everyone it's, loves him. It, a managerial record is not great. You can't go twenty-seven games without a win and be called. So a good you manager. you would you would say that Robbo was worse than Jackson? Yes, as a manager, yes. Considering that he played the year, he kept he had that really strong year in League One, which is higher than Jackson is now. And then he he had, better, he had Aziz he was, and stuff. And then we had the year where we got relegated. Then we but then we got Jackson, relegated from League One, and then we remember though Jackson had last year. Yeah, and Jack, one we year. were, and he had yeah one year that we came twenty second. <laughs> now, and let's be blunt, people can tell lies or be porcupines, but. 
there was quite a few women and fans who were quite shocked to still see him in the job. I'm still shocked now that we still have yeah. him as a manager and after last I, season. I just saw Dorsey and I haven't seen, I've read the blog, but he's talking about Jackson new contract on the, was the, the I, wording of his blog. But where would you, okay then, so if he's not the Well, worst, this is what I was going to say to you. Go on. This was a question I was going to ask you because right, his, his, his contract is up at the end of the season. When are you renewing his contract? Are you renewing it now? I'm are not. Are you renewing I'm it at Christmas or are you letting him go at the end of the summer? I'm let, uh, as it stands, and again, I don't put this in the right words. I, I don't know what it is. I just haven't warmed to him at all. I find I find that the, the, the thing I'm really finding difficult is I don't, I don't find him particularly likable. I don't know that's, what it is about that's him. That's the Cholton in him. That's why. <laughs> no one from Cholton is likable. I just, I don't necessarily find lots of what he does particularly likable. I don't know why. I just don't know. I haven't, and I guess it's difficult because obviously someone like Robbo, I was re- we obviously liked him. And I wonder whether the problem is that we've always had like Wimbledon kind of people. So they were like, all right, one for the boys. We've gone away from that. And now all of a sudden I'm fighting it, but we needed it. But I don't think he's particularly likable. I think there are blatant flaws in his management, in my opinion. For me, Daniel, I don't think the club helps any of our managers out ever done. Because some of the interviews that you have before and after games are just boring. I mean, generic questions to them. Like the other one I picked up on the other day was when uh, Rob asked, the two players that were being interviewed, I think it was Reeves and Little. I don't know. It was Reeves, definitely. Reeves, yeah. I think it was actually Robbo and Reeves. Yeah, it was Robbo and Reeves and said, we get out of the blocks early. Are we aiming to do that on Saturday? It's like, when have we ever got out of the blocks early? Like, when we, do we go? Ter- we always concede early. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you're asking stupid questions, which then Robbo has to answer and don't come. Like, do you know what I mean? Every time I've seen you, I, I turn off after a, a 30, 60 seconds of an interview with him because I just find them boring, they're droll. There's, I know people say, well, it's club interviews again be like that but they don't have to be like that with our club we're a different club to any others do you know I mean at the start of the season we put out some good content of him being interviewed in his garden he was coming across personable you get what 13 games into a season and it's the same old boring stuff again do you know what I mean and I mean the thing for me but he does, I, I, it doesn't yeah. help him come across as a personal person it doesn't help him come across for as me his... for me from a management point of view right we're we're, we're 11th right in the league after, what, Our budget after, is what? 16th, remember? Okay. But in your own words, money is, you don't care about the no, money. No, no, I don't. I don't as a yeah. fan. Okay. But That's as, right, uh, if you're in a KPI meeting so we're, and we're, you're we're, saying yeah, to him, your budget is 16th, and then he's going, well, I'm doing better than our budget then. By two points. We're two points ahead of where financially we should be. To give you some context, after. Yeah, so he's but he's, doing, but he's doing better on paper than on what if you're looking on at a, if you're in a, a business sheer, meeting with a manager yeah. uh, your your headmaster brings you in and says, Danny, right, in cricket, we're looking at aiming to be the top three. Yeah. Right, and you're, and you're third. In, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And you're going yeah. and you're going, Well, I'm I'm still with him where you want me to be at the moment. Yeah. But you're one point off being last though, because that's how the league table looks. Yeah. You're still better. That you're still on point and still. I, I can take that. I, I no no. I, I don't. I can't argue with that. My I guess. And again, I I wanted to. I want to congratulate him on the 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 things that I admire about him is the fact of 
let's be blunt, we were terrible last year. He could have jacked it in and he said, no, I'm not going to jack it in. I want to fight and improve it. Whether it's about employment or whatever, I don't know. But fair play to him for not chucking the towel in. My question is, is it down to him and the way that he manages or is it a recruitment thing? And for me, I don't think it's the way that we play because we've played one way. We're playing one way and very, very similar in terms of formations, slightly different style of football, if you like. Um, but I, I just, I don't know what I need to see from him to want to see more of him as a manager. But having currently 23rd, or 22nd or 21st last year, 11th this year, it's clearly we've had a bit of progression. Yes, we're a third of the season in. But for me, he's got to be finishing top half for us to want to renew it as it stands. But I guess when you factor in how much he's probably paid, who else is about? Is it better the devil you know? I don't know. But I don't think at the moment I'm ranking him particularly high as I, a Wimbledon I, manager. No, I, I, I tend to agree. And I think the problem I have with him is I still think... And I feel really harsh saying that, by the way. I just... I just I, I don't know how to put... I don't know where else to say it, really. I, I, he's still tactically inept for me. As I said, Saturday, the frustrations were... We won 5-1, but I still went away a bit frustrated that we weren't seeing subs being used, young players coming on. Do you know what I mean? You've got Kai Jennings sitting there, there's this young wonder kid that our agents are already talking about. Get him on for 20 minutes. We're five yeah. new up. I can't see... If we lose that game then, yeah, people are going to go mental. But you lose that game with the best team on the pitch, you're going to go mental. Do you know what I mean? I, don't, I just don't get his thought process sometimes. Try, uh, he's got a better squad this year, and we're still... What are you doing then? You, you, are you, are you, would you keep him? Would you want to extend him? Where are you sitting with Jackson? Is there more room for... Has he, has he got to run his races longer? Do you think he wants the gig longer? We need stability in the club. We need... We need a manager who's going to be here for stability a or stability. St- stability, That's not stability. Stability. <laughs> we need some stability in the club, right? And um, we can't keep sacking managers. Can't keep getting rid of managers. Last year, it was clear, and even though he says no, it was clear that he went for the Oxford job, right? Or he he would have loved to have taken another job than us. He thought he was going to come in, steamrolled League One, or do well in League One, and then he'd get picked for another job, like the Oxford manager's just done. Oxford manager's been there, what, eight months and now gone on to Bristol City. Yeah. That's what Johnny Jackson thought he was going to do. Didn't work out that way because, unfortunately, he's not that great of a manager. Right? He might be a good man manager. He might be good with the players and stuff. But people say we've, we're only one window into the Craig Cope era and we might need to give two or three. But I'm still seeing the same mistakes with a brand new squad that we made last year. Morecambe, Accrington. Do you know what I mean? He didn't see Accrington coming, where a lot of people did. Do you know what I mean? Morecambe, we then get smashed the week after, and it's like, well, did you see that one coming? Like, you, you, you don't know how to change your team around during a match. You don't know how to go with a plan B. You, as you as we keep saying, you, you never switch the wingers around, even though they can be switched. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know where I stand. I don't know at the moment. I think we have to give it till the end of the season and then reevaluate it. Which, which, which could be too late, but. But I can't, I can't I give him a new contract see, now and I can't give him one in Christmas. I don't see, though. I also, when you look at it objectively, I don't see a huge amount of clubs banging his door down. Not not, not in... The in problem the is, two. Danny, you've got better 
out of work managers at the moment. Correct. The which, Cowley which brothers always, are still about. Which still... will always, always happen. And again, obviously cost is an issue, but I do, it was a really interesting one because he, he definitely, definitely polarizes opinion, even in our podcast. And like I said, but I don't know for whatever reason I haven't, I just don't feel I've, properly kind of warned to him. The only other one I didn't really warn to was Glenn Hodges. I just didn't find him particularly interesting, really. I just thought he was quite drab and a bit negative. You, and, you, and, it, and the football was crap, wasn't it? You, again, do you think because of the eras that we're in now and the different football, we're in professional football now in, in the Football League, where before we used to go and have beers with Dave Anderson, we used to go and have a beer with Terry Brown. Do you know what I mean? You you talk yeah. to him and they'd they'd have a laugh. They go, oh here, here he is, Lee, you, you prick. Like, do you know what I mean? And take so the piss you, out. You'd no, definitely but, say that to you. But they would, they would. Do you know what I mean? They know who the fans are because the fans would see him in the bar. We'd be the last ones to leave or falling out of the bar. And Dave Anderson would go, oh, here we go, boys. Do you know what I mean? Where nowadays we don't have that. And you think since Wimbledon, Wimbledon FC kind of looked, since AFC Wimbledon and we've gone up the football leagues, you didn't get it with Neil, but Neil was an ex Wimbledon manager, Wimbledon player. So you had that with him. Wally Downs was an ex crazy game mirror. So you, you people gave him the chart. And I think you're right. Second season, I think he was out the door anyway. Uh, Glenn Hodges came in, everyone gave him a little bit extra leeway because of where he'd been before with Wimbledon. Uh, Robbo, everyone knew Robbo, I said, spoke to him many times in the bar before he got the manager's job. Uh, and jo- Jackson, uh, unfortunately, is a Cholton man, and yeah, he's only really just jumped on board with the Wimbledon stuff this year. And it took a meet the manager where it was quite harsh, and people got down to the point regarding his demeanor and stuff. And you're kind of seeing it creep into this season as well with regards to like against Akron, was it Akron or Mulkey he looked quite sulky again do you know what I mean like and he's he's got a new squad this year Craig Cope's given him a decent team to yeah. play with and it's still rigid formation still not changing subs good and quick enough or, or, or good enough for me still not using our youth to, youth players as well as he probably should be do you know what I mean if we had I know people say uh, what's his name Morgan Williams needed to go yeah. and get minutes. But why sign Lakin when you've got Morgan Williams on the bench? Do you know what I mean? But people might say that's wrong and I'm wrong on that and we needed Williams to go out and get 90 minutes every week. But yeah, I, I'm not overly sold on Jackson at the moment. It is better this year, but he has got 100 times better players. I, I Again, this is this was the conversation piece. Like I said, I, well, I've seen so many people kind of flitter about it, and I've I was listening, reading a couple of things on Facebook about people mo- going, I can't believe people are moaning. We've just won five one, and and we've beaten beaten Palace and stuff. And hopefully, people can understand as a podcast. This is something we, you know I've observed, and then I bring it to you, and we have a conversation about it. As I said, I really hope that you know we continue to do well, and I hope he does well. It's just. It is. It is just an interesting one that, for whatever reason, I just I haven't quite warmed to the bloke, and that's a shame. I'm sure if I spoke to him or he spoke to me or spoke to you, we could. He would potentially be a decent fella, but there is just something not quite there. And of all the Wimbledon managers, he wouldn't be one I look back on and go, "Great, great bloke," or didn't he really do this? And like I said. Maybe it's because he had a tricky incoming, and I guess it's difficult. So I also want to is, give him kudos because obviously we can't afford big managers, and our market, as we know, is young manager, first job, relatively cheap. 
problem is Danny as well is he's walking on eggshells from last season. So yeah. he's gone into this season walking on eggshells straight away. And you think the other week we lost two games in a row and people were calling for his head, saying he ain't good enough. Do you know what I mean? We knew that last year. It, you know what I mean? We smashed uh, Cheltenham 5-1. We go on and beat Doncaster. Then it's back on a good run again. But then we go two games without a win or we go two games and we get beat and smashed again. People are like, no, we want him out and stuff. And I think the big one for him coming up is the game on the 18th. Do you know what I mean? We, we go yeah. up there and we get beat or we get demolished or something. I mean, if we, like I said, if we go and turn them over, I mean, you go and turn them over away, first league win. No, no, it's not. No, we're first league. We beat them at home, didn't we? Um, but first at their place. away, yeah, and we won in the, in the Mickey Mouse Cup, but not in the yeah, league. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Go yeah. and turn them over in the league and then get in the third round and then, you know, the third round be Arsenal at home. Now all of a sudden the game is it's a different game. So, okay, no, well, thank you for sharing. Um, but yeah, it, 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 an interesting one. I think I de- I'm definitely if I'm if we're final one, then let's let's get. I'm going to quickly get my phone out. One of me. Let's get the managers. Let's put them in order. Of if we're talking about Don's managers, best to worst. Let's write down. We've got Eames. So we've got. I'll go straight away. So number one for okay. me, Terry Eames. Brown. So you're going to go Terry Brown one. Neil Wadley two. Over Anderson. Dave Anderson three. So you're going to go Ardley, Anderson. Yeah. Then I'll go... Uh, you've got Eames. You've got... Eames, is, Eames and Jackson, English are at the bottom for me. Robinson, English... And then you've got Hodges and, and it, you've it, got Downs. Eames and English are at the bottom for me. Okay. So you've got because Eames. they were in the CCL and I think... Eames has got to be better than English, surely to Christ. Well, yeah, but English got us promoted. Eames didn't. Okay. So with that in mind, then you've got to find a place for Jackson, Hodges. So I've got Jackson above, above Hodges and Robinson. And Robinson. So who's after Anderson? You're going to put Downs, or Downs. Are you going to put Downs because after... of the, the Great Escape after Anderson. Okay, yeah. So after Downs, you're now going to put Jackson. Jackson. You're then you've got Robinson. Robinson. You've got Robinson Hodges. Hodges English Eames. Because it's it's harsh on Eames and English, but to be fair, at that level, me and you could have managed the team at that level against combined counties with the players he had. He had Kevin Cooper, who was a a Conference South Roman Premier League player playing in the Combined Counties League. Do you know what I mean? The team we had then was two or three divisions above what we were playing every week. We were beating teams 6-7-0. We were not, do you know what I mean? It was easy. Dave yeah. Anderson had it easy to a certain extent at that level as well. Do you know what I mean? 72. But Dave Anderson did take us on a 72-game unbeaten. Or was it 74? I can't remember the unbeaten run. Or 78 yeah, I think it's, it's in the seventy. Yeah, 70 well, I, I think I'd find that quite difficult to dispute yours. The only one for me, I think, is I'd swap Jackson and Robinson over. I still I, feel like I'd have Robbo over I, Jackson. I actually think if Robinson was our manager now, we'd actually be we'd be decent. I said I, I feel for Robbo was just the wrong manager at the wrong time. He's and also that, the players that he got given and the budget. But then, to be fair, that was that his idea to come in with. The, the football committee, you know what I mean, with a guy who worked for Betfred. We had Joe, Silent Joe Palmer, uh, the, the CEO. Yeah, Silent football, Joe. And, and then Mark Robinson. 
signing players know, and some of the imagine- players. Remember that Barnsley winger? Oh my God! Think about how uh, Thomas, or whatever his name is, Kalianowskis. Think about the, that Robbo, that Robbo bit where you've got bloody Lawrence Dapo Mabude, Aaron Presley, like Presley plays yeah. for Accrington now, man. Cos, no, where's Cos, he now? Where's Cosgrove, Cosgrave, yeah, Sheesh, Roscrow. Ouch! Like yep. some serious like lone players. Oxen, Oxen Terry O'Bobbaday. Terry Ablade, like he scored the other day with someone in the league above. I'm sure of it. No, but not not Ablade, surely not. He did, he did score seriously. But uh, I, I just think Robbo. Uh, if it was problem is whose idea was that? His idea to bring that kind of stuff in. If it yeah, was, of course, then, yeah. Unfortunately, he then signed his own death warrant, and that was it, pretty much. But yeah, I, I, as I said, loved him. I think he's a great lad. Love to get him back on the pod and talk to him about it and his time and why it went wrong, but. He has said before he won't speak to us again. So. No, which I, and do you know what? Carlo, like, he's playing for Carlo, Terry Blade. He's played 11 really? games for him in the league above us. Yep. He um, scored yet. I thought he said he scored last week. No, he scored in the cup. He didn't oh, score in the in the league from. Interesting. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think in the uh, comments on socials. Who is your favourite AFC Wimbledon manager? Put them in order. And more importantly, who's who? Who do you think is the most successful? That's the bit I'm really keen on. You've all got favourites. I'm interested in who you actually thought was. What was your what would, was your criteria of success? Was it winning things, getting promoted? Was it working with a squad that didn't have much? Was it off the off the pit stuff? Who did you have? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, we'll move on, and when we come back, we'll discuss the football uh, prediction table and uh, the uh, game on Saturday against Doncaster. We're back for the final part, and we're going to be discussing the Prediction League. Uh, Go on, the boys. And the uh, game against Doncaster. The Prediction League, if people are not aware, I did say about it the other week, but you'll find it now on our link tree. So save your link tree. That's where we'll put out the information regarding the Can you just podcast. explain, Lee, while you're here, for those who don't know, like me, who are idiots, what is link tree? So Linktree is a it's just Linktree Womble's Dream. So it's like a website kind of thing. Okay. And it, it has everything that we do on there. So it has the podcast episodes and the platforms you can find them on. So you click on that and it will bring up the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and it says seal. So you'll go for it. Anyone you want, like CastBox, everything. And it has all last free podcasts, but you can find them all on there as well. Uh, it has all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, X, everything like that. Twitter Live Spaces as a podcast show is amazing. We do the the uh, the debrief on a Sunday. It's called a Twitter Space. So we that goes out on a Sunday. We do that. We discuss the game on Saturday with everyone else. Everyone gets involved, talks about it. Joe then puts it on a podcast within about 10 minutes after it going out live. Uh, and you just press on that, and it has all the Sunday debriefs that have just happened. Perfect. So like Linktree is like your one-stop shop for all things. Yes. And now at the bottom dream. of it, you got your word predictions, and then you'll send it. You send it to Joe, or you send it to me. I send it to yeah. Joe. Joe will then put that on there. It's the third one down. You click on that. You put in your details. You put your prediction in, and that goes straight to you. And that's where we'll find it. Because to be fair, sometimes with work and stuff, I can't tweet it out or get it out like I, I wish I could. So it's always going to be on that link tree now. So save that link tree. You'll be able to do it. We'll put out the link tree again. The link tree goes out. 5am on a Friday with the podcast details on it 
And yes, Friday, I'll make sure that that's on there as well, the prediction. But if you can't ever find it or I don't ever post it, it is on there every week now, every Friday. Is is there a way, Lee, and I don't know if we we have it, of having the Linktree link on the front of when when they're on Twitter and Facebook? It's on there. It's on there as well. It's on the Twitter. So you just, it says uh, the number one AFC Women podcast with Chips Venture, Danny Baker, part of the TalkSport fan network. Where we're based, Plough Lane, Wimbledon, and then you, there's the link to the link tree straight away. So you just get it off our Twitter. It's same on the Facebook as well. And it's always on the podcast as well. Acast, we, where we put it on, that link tree is there. As you said, it's a one-shop stop for everything that we do is on there. Joe put it together for us. It's amazing. It's on Bosh. our pinned, It's on our pinned tweet on our Twitter as well. Just click on it, Bosh. You get the podcast, you get the debrief, you get the prediction league. Can't Amazing. Go. Well, talking to the prediction league, obviously, it's a tricky one because I don't. We've got to give everyone context about 164 entrants, different people who have entered it. Now, some people have done one week and can't be bothered. Some people do it every week. There are a number of people who do it every week, and I'll get the stats about who does it every week and I'll kind of do some research on it. But I wanted to kind of give there's been big, big movement. So, to be blunt, and I'm going to go from anyone. I've fallen off a cliff. I was absolutely dominating. Good. I'm now on a normal dozen. I'm on 12. Me, Stobzy, Richard Stobbs, Alfie Edgeworth. We're it's simple, keeping it tight on a dozen. On a baker's dozen, Lee, which is how many? 13. Of course it is. Classic, classic Lee. Is Alex Eastwell, John Yates, Lee Finch and Ricky Smith. Ricky! Yes, I'm above you. You are one point above me. <laughs> then we're moving into the what I'd call the big guns. The uh, the what was that a dream leading staff member, if you like, is Joe Moja. Fourteen points with Mod Gary, living the dream. Gary the Mod. Gary the Mod. Then you've got three of you on three people on fifteen. Terry Warman, Richard Farrell, and the bus man, the busman's holiday. And out of nowhere, who's on? Who's absolutely rampaging through this league is Hibsy, Alan Hibbs. So he's the only, he's the first player to get to 20 points, which is pretty outrageous. Um, so I will share every single person that I've got on this, their points. Um, and as I said, join in, some don't join in. One guy, for instance, got two scores, bang on right, and I haven't seen them since. Um, so if you want to keep doing it, great. If you're near the bottom and I start realising you're not that bothered about doing it, I'll probably just sort of ignore you and concentrate on like the top 20 or so. But I will put that list up and I'll send it over and I'll put it on the screen. Um, I'll do loads I just remind parts. people that the winner will get a free home shirt. Home shirt, yeah, yeah, wherever size they are. This season's oh, home shirt. That's what the winner gets. There's no second or third prizes because winner takes all. Because if you're, if you're second, you might as well be last. Get busy so. living or get busy dying. First place will get this season's home shirt, as long as Matt Haylock has got it in the club shop, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is I don't... While stocks last. <laughs> well, I don't want to go get like one now and then someone wins and they're like a medium or they're an extra large. So when no, they win, good. they'll tell us the size. I'll speak to Matt. We'll get it done, sorted, bosh. And then what I'll do next winner. year is I'll find a platform to make it much easier than this. But it's been, it's been good fun. It's been... Thanks for everyone who joined in and... Yeah, long, long may that continue. I'll, I'll try and get the the league table up more frequently. It might be just a top ten every single week, um, but mm. I'll, I'll do my best to keep it updated. I don't, yeah, 
You think people think people think we do this for a full time job, Danny? I know. I know. Eh? We should do. We're not professionals, but we should be. Right. Um, Kids for a quid Saturday, Doncaster. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah, decent, uh, good. I see that. I'm not not going. I'm I'm working. No, I got a job on. Got a job on. I've got to take someone to Luton Airport on Saturday. Agreed uh, it previously. I did just go Cheltenham. I am going Scum, and I'm also got Salford booked. So, and Notts yeah. County. I haven't told her about Notts County. You're gonna you Ramsgate in it. I am Ramsgate in it as well. So oh, sure. I haven't told her about Notts County or Ramsgate. So I've got to take one weekend off, and I'm working anyway Saturday. So yeah, Donny, I'll, I'll I won't be down there. I might quickly fly abroad and watch it. Uh, yeah, well, it's it all, all depends on the flights and the weather. Weather's bad, you know, could have a lot of interference, could have a bit of turbulence. What do you think, um, then? Any, yeah, I'm going to say anything you're – I think what the, the big conversation points for me, straight off the bat, Davison, get, does he get a start with Ali? He's got, what, three goals in two games? I'd, is it, is it actually, time? I think Ali's got a start. Ali has to because um, he's away the week after. Yeah, so uh, Ali starts. Would you start Ali and Davison, or would you go with Bugiel? Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough because part of me thinks actually, would you even start with Ali? Because no, I think Ali has to start. I, I get it. I, I I agree. I think you you have to start Ali, but the problem is you've got Davison coming in next week. But Bugiel and Ali work so well against with each other. But you've got to think about the game the week after as well, and you probably think can Davison Bugiel beat. Donny and then go and beat Scum. But you have to start Ali. It's so mad. For, for me, the question would be, does Pierce start or do you bring Johnson straight back in? Oh, really? You're there? I thought oh, he no, was excellent I'm, on Saturday and I don't know I'm, how Doncaster play. I, I I don't have a clue. They're obviously blow us. Let me just um, get all of the, all of the they, scores they, up. They beat, they beat Burton in the joke trophy. They drew with Accrington in the FA Cup, got a replay. They beat Grinsby 1-0. To be fair, Grinsby were a pony. They beat Tranmere. They beat Sutton. They lost the to Salford Doncaster to play, was it? 4-4-2. Ironside. Is that the guy from um, Cambridge. Cambridge? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're down near the bottom. They're, they're, they're two centre-forwards, basically both scoring goals. They're not they're only beat, particularly well. They're only beating the teams around them. Well, to be fair, we're only two points off them. If they beat us, they go above us on Saturday. But... They have beat Tranmere recently, Sutton. They did lose 3 0 to Salford uh, the other week. Uh, yeah, it's Doncaster's a tough one. away form played seven, won two, lost five, scored eight, conceded 14. See, this is a the thing. They lost 3 0 to Salford, right? But put some context on it. Form. Dan. They lost 3 yeah. 0 to, Don- uh, to Salford. They're yeah. at home. They had fifty-three percent possession, twenty-one total shots. They only had five of them on target, eleven off target. So they they had that on paper. You see, that's that's not a three-nil away win, but it was where it mattered. Uh, it's a t- it's a tough game for me. We have got really hard month coming up. Uh, don't know. I think yeah. Just I think we'll go four-four-two again. Uh, we're, we're not changing, are we? We'll we're go... we're going to play almost exactly. And that four four two, by the way, is almost like a 4, four one one. Like, yes, Bluesy will come quite deep, so doesn't deep. He? Yeah, I think he'll go Curry. I think Johnson will come straight back in if yeah, he's Yeah, I fit. agree. Joe uh, Lewis Joe as well. Lewis, I think he'll go Biller because he offers yeah. us so much. As long as he's fit enough to play again, I think he will. Uh, I think he'll go Evans. Uh, you think he'll the... go Evans over... Um... 
Well, it depends on what's happening Nerf with No one knows where he is. Don't know if he's injured. Don't know if he's suspended or he just didn't get in the team. Evans was good against uh, Cheltenham. He's been good against Walsall. I think you throw him back in again and say, "Yeah, right, I, I can, I can, I can take that." I, I, I won't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be disappointed if either Nerfville yeah. or Evans. I feel like what's interesting is that Evans has clearly, in the few games, he's already what scored twice. Nerfville has he? Has he scored one goal yet in the league? He scored one, any? I think people said. Not sure. Not sure. But I think he. I think he'll go Bugle and Ali. You think he'll go Bugle and Ali? I think, I think he'll go for Bugan Ali. I would play Ali and Davison, and then I'd be tempted to give Ali seventy minutes and try and then put Bugan on for the last twenty, just to kind of create a bit of chemistry. But apart from that, I think the team again is is predictably predictable. Um, I think it'll be interesting, particularly that who plays up front. Um, I, I think I'm going to go for two. To I'm going to go for two 0 Wimbledon. Actually, I'm going to. Have to, I reckon the, the the home voodoo is starting to move, and I think that the fact that we beat Tranmere, we beat in Cheltenham, we beat in Palace, I feel like we've got a little bit of momentum. And I'm going to. Have to I reckon we'll. I reckon we'll do Donny, and then it'll be like the start of our next big kick on. So I reckon if... it'll be two 0 and I reckon um, it's just yeah. I, th- I think Ali will sign off with a goal. Um, and it will be interesting to see. Hopefully, a, a, a defender may pops up ahead of maybe. I think it's a perfect game to start Davison in with Ali. Yep, I agree. Because again, on paper, you're looking at it, they're down there for a reason. They're not winning that many games. I, I, I think, yeah, I think we'll win two-one. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, if we play like we did Saturday, then yeah, we'll. I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them, and. Uh, but I could also see a draw happening, but I do think we'll nick one. And I think you're right. I think I think Joe Lewis a score. And I'm I think Davison a score. And that'd yeah, be four, I mean, four and three. I guess then. the other the other it'll be interesting to see from a, a subs bench whether I mean is Pell injured? He reckons he'll be back for the weekend. Okay. Uh, but I'm not bothered if he ain't back. To be fair, Dan, I don't think we miss him. I don't think we. I, I, I don't Can you imagine so. him coming on against Cheltenham and just doing the stuff that he did and the the, the play acting and the as I said before, Asri all the time. I, I, I love Harry Pell to pieces, but he's kind of been more of a nuisance than than a, what I'd call like it, a. It works a in some games. Play. Yeah, but... yeah, and I think that's. I think it's one of these things that footballers can often get their knickers in a twist about not playing, but it is a big old. It's a long old season with people yeah. coming in and out, and you can um, imagine him. Being involved for the MK game, yeah, because that's the yeah. kind of game where you think, need a Harry Pell to I wind totally them agree. up, and, and it'll be one of them it. games that you might need someone to stand up for themselves and make life make life difficult for the other team and kick but, off a yeah. little bit, and yeah, get but I think it'll be an interesting one for us because obviously we've had a bit of momentum, and someone was talking about it. It's so easy to lose momentum when you've got it; you've got to keep going. And I think going into that MK game, the fact they're at the FA Cup as well, MK. If we can get a positive result against Doncaster, it would be. I feel going into that game, it would be massive, and it would. Yeah, I, I think two one would be would be. Who's the manager at Doncaster, by the way? M- McCann, isn't it? Grant McCann, is it? Is it him? Um, let's have a look. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I think a, a, a good result um, would be would be Grant McCann. Yeah, I think that'd be a real positive statement. For this home 
voodoo chat, which we've had quite regularly, and I think it's valid. Um, and it'd be a good way for Ali to sign off as well. I think that'll be a nice one where we can kind of. Well, I, I secretly hope that yeah. he gets slightly injured on Saturday. Who, Ali? What if he yeah. doesn't go? So then he don't go to uh, abroad with international. It's only a tweak, but he can't go, and then he's fit enough to play on Saturday. But that's just me being selfish. You're, um, you're a selfish player. I don't care about Iraq qualifying for the World Cup. I care no, about and, and that's and that's been noticed by a number of people on this pod <laughs> that you your well, your heart you know is what, not with you know Iraq what people noticed. You know what people noticed last week. Um, you full naming the scum. They were not. Oh, it can happen. Their name are MK Dons. We don't like them. You think they're scum, but they're, that's their Boy. name. Get the um. I got I got pulled name. over a couple of times. What by the police? No, no, at the ground. Lee, can I have a word? I said, "What's up?" They said, "Hey." Warning to Danny Baker. Warning. Or I get, meant it on the, on the, what's it called? They said it was a competitive fixture or a fixture. What was he said? Chris Phillips said a fixture commitment was yeah. the game. It's not a derby. It's not no, a rivalry. No, let's not go down the derby. It's just route. another game. Anyway, we'll talk about more about that next week. But yeah. Danny, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And, oh, I, uh, do you know what? It's been an absolute, I mean, isn't it? Wasn't it? You know, marvellous. Yes. Anyway, we're back next week. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to start this, the, the debrief in the next uh, few weeks. Could probably have to be every two weeks uh, due to work commitments and family commitments with Christmas coming up. Yeah, I don't feel bad to do the debrief every week. If someone wants a volunteer to come on and, and possibly do it, if they, if I'm not available, then please send us a message. But yeah, I don't think I'll be able to do it this Sunday. We'll do it after MK, obviously. But yeah, it might have to go to every two weeks uh, just over the Christmas period. Uh, thanks to Gary Fletcher and the boys at Season Master for sponsoring uh, the podcast this season. Uh, we're, back, we're back next week with another fantastic episode of The Woman's Had a Dream. We are the number one ASC Women podcast. Come on, you dons. Do it. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.